Hey, everybody. This is Jimmy Bell from Autograph and House of Lords, and you are watching CMS TV. With trucker strikes and rising inflation, food shortages are becoming a big, big problem. Don't let yourself get caught unprepared. Buy a food survival kit today from My Patriot Supply and save. Over 2,000 calories a day to keep you healthy and strong with a 25-year shelf life to ensure it's ready for you when the shit hits the fan. Go to www.bit.ly slash food. order your supplies today, and invest in yourself and your family now before it's too late www.bit.ly slash cmspn food my patriot supply it's the great Coverdale page with feeling hot featuring uh, David Coverdale and of course uh, the legendary Jimmy Page. Yes, sir. So, who would be considered the CMS archivist? You or me? You, I would think, right? What? 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 What do you mean by that? Scarfoot in the chat room would be nice if if we posted a playlist post show. Like, do we not post enough shit? <laughs> Jesus Christ. We post on four or five different video yeah, platforms, two different podcast about platforms. About the, the music? I, I I guess. I don't know. Like like the music playlist? Yeah. Like every week you would put together a Spotify playlist yeah, of the yeah, songs? Yeah, here's the songs we played this past Saturday. No, we're just not doing that. <laughs> Make your own playlist. Yeah, keep track. You be the guy, Scarfoot. <laughs> we're not doing that here this is what we played this past week yeah you know we're just not doing that there were, too- just, there were just so many good tunes i i just want to relive relive the moment and you know how you know how many people would listen to that playlist about six a week <laughs> it would get absolutely zero traction i mean none well, no. our, good, our good friend Sal is always saying that he's discovering a new tune or a new band because of our playlist. Well, good for Sal. That's one. <laughs> Sal loves the loves the tunage. Well, good. Although he said that you you pick up what was the what was the term he used? He said that Chris always picks a. I pick songs that we don't play all the fucking time. I know yeah. what I pick. Yeah, I know what he. Uh, what was the word he used? He said something about, uh, um, can't find what he said that right after we came out of that. Chris always picks jag off tunes coming out of a paid segment. <laughs> what's, a jag, what's a jag off tune? <laughs> something Sal doesn't like. <laughs> Fuck you, Sal. Keep listening to your TNT records and your docking records and your fucking Steven Piercy lollipop. Okay. I go out of my way to make sure that you guys hear other stuff that's going on. You dickhead. <laughs> Holy funny. fuck. That's funny. I mean, that's honestly what I do is I, I listen to music all week and I try to find songs. Yeah, It's like, Hey, I haven't heard this one in umpteen years or this one's yeah. a hidden, hidden classic or something. Yeah. yeah. Or new bands that we just haven't played, you know, which is on purpose. It's absolutely on purpose. If you want, Sal, I can I can start. All right, Neely, at the end of this break, I'd like nothing but a good time by Poison. All right, <laughs> and to close the show tonight, I would like Round and Round by Rat. Yeah, I I, I don't think we've played any Poison on this show in years. Have we? we shouldn't. No, yeah. and we and we shouldn't. I mean, yeah. holy fuck! You know, whatever. You can't please everybody, and you certainly can't please a drunk on his fucking meds. <laughs> Uh, all right. Do you have anything in particular or do you, do you want me to jump into something here? Um, 
Well, you can either jump into something or I have something that will immediately enrage the entire listenership. Really? I do. All right. Well, mine's kind of short. All right. You go first and then I'll, mine is definitely long. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know if you've been following this at all. I know you're busy with other things, but are you familiar with uh, the uh, former Howard Stern sidekick stuttering John and all the controversy he has out there with his video podcast. He does. Oh yeah. 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 With the, with the, who are these podcast guys? Yeah. He, with that. And of course, Kumia and uh, so on and so forth. And he supposedly ran a, a scam. I, I guess he's must be really desperate. Yeah, that's I, what I, it sounds like. Yeah. It sounds to me like this guy's probably like broke. It could be, who knows? And uh, I guess he was running a scam or, or Kumia actually called him out on it and he had to take it down to where he was quote unquote, having like a raising money for one of his quote unquote fans that were going through cancer treatment. Yeah. Well, then, let, let's, let's do this before you even go into this. Yes. All of this is allegedly alleged. Because this dumb shit will try and sue anybody that says anything bad against it. Yeah, so well, I'm, I'm just recapping what what other know, people have said exactly, yeah, uh, allegedly. Mm-hmm. But but it just got really just got really stupid, right? Uh, now he was trying to sue um, Sirius XM. <laughs> are you are you familiar with this? I did not know he was trying to sue Sirius, but okay. Well, what it is is that uh, Sirius XM uh, plays the archive Howard Stern shows. Okay. From his entire history, the Howard Stern history on broadcast. Sure. And, of course, Stuttering John was an integral part of Howard Stern for probably a good decade. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he thinks that his participation in the uh howard stern show on the replay he should get some money for uh being uh part of the replay yeah except for you volunteered to be there and you got paid already to be right but go ahead okay Uh, former howard stern sidekick loses his serious xm appeal john melendez was seeking unspecified damages for the stern reruns if you were too young to experience it at the time, it's hard to overstate just how huge Howard Stern was in the 90s. While his self-appointed title of king of all media may be a bit much, he had a far reach beyond any other radio broadcast hosting the MTV Movie Awards, um, writing a best-selling autobiography, private parts, and starring in an adaptation of it, and even making a song with Rob Zombie for the Platinum soundtrack. Don Imus could never do this. He was also a prolific television producer and even ran for governor of New York. He also continues to openly contemplate running for president. It's unclear how serious he is. Stern, as he readily admits now, built his entire, uh, let's see, Stern, as he readily admits now, built his entire, missing a word here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say career. Okay. On a, on a very juvenile, uh, fratty style humor that was often criticized for being demeaning to women and was very oftenly racial, racially problematic. Well, he, he owned up to that in recent years. Good for him. So I guess he gets a pass then, huh? Well, because you know how he votes. Yeah. I, everybody else who was racially problematic or even, uh, disparaging toward women between the whole racist thing and the me too movement. Uh, they get burned at the stake, but Howard Stern. Nope. That's right. Look at that picture of John. Jeez. Let's take a look here. What am I looking at? Oh Just, yeah, I know. I that, that, that guy that how old is he? He's only like 50, right? I'd say about 93. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Look at that guy. He looks old. That's for sure. Oh, man. I think I the think, pressure's getting to him. I think he's only like 52 or something like that. I, I don't think he's that old. 
Well, let's find out. Stuttering John. Oh, there's the wiki. Oh, he's only a couple years older than 57. He's your age. Oh, he's my age. Okay. Boy, he looks like a wreck. Oh, well, there you go. go. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. That might be a bad picture. I literally just grabbed the first one that I found. So <laughs> he, he looks like a hobo. And I just grabbed, I looked up stuttering John 2022, and that was the first one that showed up. Well, anyway, uh, getting back to the story, uh, following the controversy of Janet Jackson's Super Bowl appearance in 2004, which is now understood in many quarters as Jackson getting punished, scapegoated, blacklisted for accidentally likely due to misogyny and racism, the Federal Communications Commission began a crackdown on alleged indecency. Mm. Stern bristled, but also could see which way the winds were shifting. Also felt that the FCC was targeting him for his criticism of President Bush. He signed a then record contract of 500 million with the company then known as Sirius Satellite Radio. Right. It gave him creative freedom and it also ensured that he was protected against charges in uh, cultural taste and other other more rays. He's also uh dedicate has a dedicated audience until the day he retires, but being on paid subscription service has arguably decreased his cultural reach as uh the the continued splintering of the media landscape. So if Stern isn't as huge as he was in the nineties. A lot of other things aren't as big as they were either. And he's still massively popular so much so that the company now known as Sirius XM Pandora still plays old episodes that Stern has the rights to, uh, on one of the company's two channels, uh, dedicated to him. That use of Stern reruns, which he obtained the rights to in a settlement against CBS radio in 2006, prompted a lawsuit from a former Stern sidekick. John Melendez was one of the Stern sidekick from the Howard Stern show from 1988 till 2004 before heading to the uh, Tonight Show with Jay Leno. His stage name was Stuttering John, which Stern bestowed upon Melendez due to his lifelong speech impediment. The name seems problematic. And albeit now, and served as an example of how much of Stern's shock jock humor was has aged poorly, though Melendez does continue to host the Stuttering John podcast. Okay. What do you mean it aged poorly? Didn't age poorly to me. It's still fucking hilarious. I mean, it's he's Stuttering John. Yeah. Well, I mean, even all that old Stern stuff is great. Yeah. And, Better and than they, anything today. I mean, without Stern, nobody would know the name Stuttering John. Of course not. No. You know, and he, and as, as this article just mentioned, his podcast is called Stuttering John. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it seems that Stern and Melendez have had a falling out for a variety of financial and creative reasons. Melendez filed suit two years ago against Sirius XM for returning for rerunning old episodes of the Stern show. Uh, he argued that the company purportedly used his name and voice without his express permission and that a California law gave him the exclusive right to his name and voice. But a judge dismissed the case at Sirius XM's request, ruling that the federal copyright law preempts state law in that case and that he was unable to prove that Sirius XM made money off of his name rather than as noted in the New York Post off the archival episode excerpts they aired that featured his voice. The commercial advantage Sirius gains from playing the Howard Stern show archive and running the advertisement flows from the rebroadcasting of the copyright sound recordings themselves, not from Melendez's identity. Yeah, I dude, this, this is a ridiculous law. The bottom line is he was an employee of the show. Right. I'm quite sure that that was fucking implied was that any rebroadcast would be the property of the Howard Stern show or whatever entity owns the tapes. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Melendez, uh, appealed the verdict. His lawyers argued that the show and Sirius XM should have paid him directly for years of creative work tied to the program. According to Melendez, he has featured in nearly 13,000 hours of Stern archives. 
But now Manhattan's Second Circuit Court of Appeals has unanimously upheld a lower court's 2021 decision tossing Melendez's suit, finding that SiriusXM doesn't owe Melendez any damages and that the company promotional materials containing Melendez's voice were tied to the shows themselves. To the right, here, here's, hold on, I'm going to stop you for a second. Here's, here's my question to John Melendez. Does he think that his guests on his podcast own the rights to the podcast that he that he's having them on that's that's exactly right see the same question (laughs) well the only time that these kind of suits come up is when there's money involved yeah but i if john's if john's site is monetized say for youtube yeah does he owe every guest a piece of that like of of his podcast well that's a good question that seems to be what he's suing and saying. Yep. And if he were to have a website where his podcasts are available for replay. Yeah. He should pay every one of his guests uh, or participants on his podcast for every time it gets replayed. That's right. Cause that's what he's suing saying. Exactly. <laughs> to the extent that Melendez appears in serious XM promotional material, his appearance are in connection to a product to which he uh, has a very relevant connection to the Howard Stern show in which he appeared as a prominent cast member for over 15 years. One judge wrote, that's it. So he gets shit. He shouldn't get shit. I mean, he, he was a participant and an employee for a lot of those years. Yeah. But even if he wasn't, if he was just an intern, he's still, I don't know this to be true. I, I don't know the inner workings of the Howard Stern show. But I'm going to assume that CBS radio, having worked at CBS radio for eight years myself, I'm going to assume that as an intern, he had to sign paperwork saying that he willfully would be a free participant on the show. Right. I guarantee you he signed something to that effect. And I'm sure that's what they, what they, all they have to produce is that, which might be hard because the whole thing has been sold to Sirius X or to Stern from CBS, but I'm sure they could find the paperwork if needed. Yeah. What a dumb suit. Well, he's, he's reaching for straws. He's trying to, you know, try to get some money from somewhere because just from what I've seen on his podcast and what I've heard from other you know, who are these podcasts and from Kumia and stuff. This guy doesn't have a pot to piss in. Yeah. It doesn't sound very good. I do check out. It's funny because the, who are these podcast guys? I don't know most of those podcasts, so I don't really watch a lot of their episodes. They are funny. I will say those guys are pretty funny. I I watch their stuff. I I know Kumia is pretty close with most of those guys. He appears on their, their, you know, their broadcast, Mm -hmm. you know, fairly frequently. Sure. But when I see Stuttering John is on it, I always check it out because <laughs> they torch him fiercely. Well, he, he and rightly so. He comes off as he's just he's he's a stuttering boob. Yeah, I mean he he he, he doesn't come off as being very intelligent at all. No. Did you watch the one where he went to Washington to to meet with the senator? No, I didn't see oh, that. Oh, that was that's. A, to give a plug for the, who are these podcast guys? You look them up on YouTube. Um, just look up uh stuttering. John goes to DC because John, he, he kind of details everything that he's doing and it's all fucked up. He has no passes, no nothing, but he's trying to sneak into a, you know, to, uh, to meet some Senator. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing was just ridiculous. And yeah. he's complaining about how much his room costs for his hotel and, you know, his Uber costs. And I was just like, dude, really? Are you, are you really that broke that you're going to be like, well, it was 165 a night at the blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, seriously, you volunteered to go there. And you're complaining about the cost when you volunteered to go there. (laughs) Dope. Exactly. And real quick, and then we'll get into your thing here. Yeah, yeah, Uh, sure. We're talking Howard Stern here anyway. 
So apparently, uh, this is big news. The okay. germ-fearing king of all media, Howard Stern, finally emerged from his apocalypse bunker. <laughs> Infamous germaphobe and COVID-fearing Howard Stern, who has been broadcasting from home since March of 2020, went out to dinner in public for the first time since the start of the pandemic. Wow. How'd they find a bubble to fit him? Yeah, I know. Who is he? Howard Hughes? Yeah, pretty much. Stern 68 dined at Israeli uh, restaurant Laser Wolf. Laser Wolf. Laser Wolf. Laser Wolf in Williamsburg on Saturday night with a host of stars, including Jennifer Aniston, close friend Jimmy Kimmel, uh, John Hamm, Justin Thoreau, and uh, Jason Bateman. This guy would have been hated by 1990 Howard Stern. Of course. 1990 Howard Stern would have made fun of this guy. He would have sent stuttering John to interrupt the dinner. He would have <laughs> a fellow diner snapped a photo, which showed a maskless Stern chatting with ham as Kimmel sat nearby and submitted it to celebrity Instagram account. Uh, du- Dumois, I guess another diner told us Howard was there without even a mask. They all wow. <laughs> They all sat at a large table. Howard was seated next to Jimmy and also at one point seemed to be in deep conversation with John Hamm. Uh, Stern told restaurant staff that this was his first night out since the start of the pandemic. How brave, how bold. Right. Despite his uh, dinner with the host of A-listers, Stern insisted he wants to remain a hermit due to his COVID consternation and called the outing exhausting. I really had an exhausting weekend emotionally and physically, he said on his radio show Monday. For the first time in two years, I ventured out of the house. He continued, he continued about the uh, dinner. It was much, it was just too much for me. It it was just too much. I haven't been out in two years. (laughs) Stern explained that Kimmel invited him and his wife Beth out to the outing while Beth was excited about the offer. Stern was skeptical. I said to my wife, I don't want to go. I'm in a panic. I don't want to get COVID. Shut up. I thought adding, he was super vax guy. Yeah. Adding that he and uh, Beth were vaccinated. Stern continued. I know our president has told us that the pandemic is over and everyone is walking around without masks. I still just don't want to get the COVID. Yeah. Who uh, does? Stern has previously described himself as being Super paranoid about diseases and germs. Oh, that's true. He uh, re, re, he retreated to a sprawling estate in Southampton at the start of the pandemic, calling it his bunker of apocalypse broadcast, and continued his morning show from his basement. He even joked that anyone who had come to his house had to be first tested for COVID and wear a hazmat suit. <laughs> Kimmel 54 even claimed that in order to stay at Stern's house for a few days in the summer, he and his wife, Molly, had to be tested twice. Plus, plus they weren't allowed to leave the compound, and if they did, they weren't allowed back inside due to the possible exposure to COVID. (laughs) Stern admitted to the talk show host on his uh, show in 2021, for me, COVID is still going on, and I haven't left my house. I can't figure out how to integrate myself. He continued, I've been locked up for so long I haven't gotten COVID. I'm afraid I'll I'll be the one asshole who gets COVID and I'll die, even though people don't seem to be dying that much anymore. There you go. The iconic shock jock riled some fans when he didn't want to go back to his New York City Sirius XM student studio when it was declared safe and instead chose to continue broadcasting remotely. While he has been uh, seen taking occasional walks in the Hamptons since COVID regulations have loosened up, Stern and his wife have otherwise rarely ventured out, preferring to stay at home with their cats. This is my dream. (laughs) (laughs) Really? This is my dream, the radio show host told Kimmel, adding that he's happiest when he's at home with his wife. Kimmel, meanwhile, has been trying to coax the famed hermit out of his house. He said, we're worried that you're going to lose. We're going to lose you from society because 
the longer this goes on, the more comfortable you get in your little world. And then it's harder and harder to get out of it. It's unhealthy. Fuck it. I'm being a pussy. I know Stern admitted claiming he would eventually start venturing out for dinners with friends. Oh, good for him. So there you are. So brave. So bold. Like, dude, you used to be the most fierce guy people feared. And now you're just like this cowardly lion. Pussy. It's like, don't hurt me. Don't Mm. hurt me. I might get the disease. Shut up. Shut it. Shut up. All right. That's how in any world, in what world is Howard Stern around people? Even when he is out, he's not out around people. He's got fucking 50 people around him to keep him protected from regular folks. Yeah. They, his entourage. Yeah. The douche. It's you, you know what? It's just sad. That's really what it is. It's sad because for so many of us, he was literally a hero. Yeah. He was a hero, you know, no fucks given, you know, even, even when his marriage fell apart, no fucks given, just kept right on charging, kept doing his thing, kept going against the grain. And now he's just a fucking walking step goose step in his way, you know, into whatever people tell him to do Yeah, a fucking pussy. (laughs) Just pathetic. It is. I agree. All right. I'm going to switch back to music here and I'm about to piss off everybody. <laughs> okay. So some, somebody sent me this and, uh, I read it and got annoyed. All right. This is, well, first let me tell you, we all know that lists suck. Yeah, they do. And lists from Rolling Stone. Oh, they're always the worst. They are the worst. <laughs> Well, this might be the worst of all time from Rolling Stone. This is the top 100 guitarists of all time in yeah, order. They seem, they seem to publish this like every, every year and it seems to change, but, and I don't know what they base it on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but this is about to make you crazy when you hear uh, some of these picks. All right. <laughs> So I'll just go through listing it and you can comment. Stop me wherever you want to and comment. All right. Number 100, Kim Thale from Soundgarden. Can't say that uh, I would say that guy's identifiable. I mean, is he a guitarist? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if, if I was listing 100 guitarists, he might make it at the back end of it, but I don't know. He, he would make it more than some of these people whose names I'm going to read you here. Okay. Number 99, Greg Jinn of Black Flag. <laughs> Never heard. <laughs> 98, Lee Stevens of Blue Cheer. So now we're going back to the, what, 60s? Yeah, the 60s. You're going to tell me that a guy from the 60s is as good as any of the guys from the 80s, 90s, or 2000s? Well, he is, he is at the very, very bottom of the list. True. Number 97, Robert Randolph. Don't know who that even is. Number 96. Here's a name. This guy doesn't have any claim to fame. Like he's associated with any artist or band or anything. It's just not per per this list. No, he's a solo artist. Let's see. Robert. Randolph OLPH guitar. Robert Randolph. Official site of Robert Randolph and the family band. Okay. Okay. Well, when was when was he around? Born in 1977. He's not even that old. Yeah, he's a young feller. Yeah. He's um uh I don't, I don't know any of his music. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. He's, he's been nominated for four Grammys. All right. Maybe he deserves to be there. Who knows? Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, 96, just ahead of Robert Randolph, Angus Young of ACDC. Really? (laughs) That far down the line, huh? Way down at the bottom, Angus Young. 
Wow. (laughs) And you start to see where this list is going. 95, Kevin Shields of My Bloody Valentine. Because when I think of My Bloody Valentine, I certainly think they are a better guitar band than ACDC. Right, of course. (laughs) 94, Bert Jinxed. J-A-N-S-C-H. I don't know who he is. Let's look him up. Bert, J-A-N-S-C-H. Bert Jinxed is a dead folk musician, founding member of the band Pentangle. You remember Pentangle, right? Bang Tango. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember him either. Yeah. So there he is at number 90, whatever. 94. 92 and 93. This guy is so good, he gets two picks. Fred Sonic Smith of Wayne Kramer and the MC5s. Okay. That is 1,000% a Rolling Stone pick because nobody outside of Rolling Stone lists anybody from the MC5s as a fucking cutting-edge player. Right. Just stop it. 91, Robbie Krieger of The Doors. Okay. Number 90, Glenn Buxton of Alice Cooper. 89, D. Boone of The Minutemen. Do you know who that is? The Minutemen? No, no idea. Number 88, Dave Davies of The Kinks. All right. 87, Joan Jett. Anything? No. Well, this might change your mind because right above Joan Jett at number 86, Tony Iommi of Black Sabbath. (laughs) Really? He's he's down in the lower echelons of top guitarists. Yeah, number 86. Okay, right next to Joan Jett. Right next to Joan Jett. All right. When I think of when I think of even talent, I think of Joan Jett and Tony Iommi. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) Number number eighty five. This is right there with Joan Jett as well. Just a little better than Joan Jett. Randy Rhodes. All right. On many people's list is number one, but uh, on this list, number 85. Right. Randy Rhodes. Okay. Uh, Number 84, Eddie Cochran. Okay. Here's a guy I always think of. When I'm thinking about guitarists, I always think of this guy as much better than Tony Iommi and Randy Rhodes. Of course, I'm talking about Neil Young. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Number 82, David Gilmore. Number 81, Derek Trucks. Okay. Here's a big name. Number 80, Robert Quine of the Voidoids. I can honestly say until this minute, I've never heard of the Voidoids. Better than Tony Iommi, though. Way better. (laughs) Way better. Six points better than Tony Iommi. Right. Number 79, Cliff Gallup of the Blue Caps. Still better than Tony (laughs) Iommi. Better than Tony Iommi. (laughs) Number, Number 78, Robbie Robertson of the band. Number 77, Henry Vestine. Of canned heat. Okay. Because when I think of canned heat, I certainly think, man, that guitar playing much better than Black Sabbath's. <laughs> top, top notch. Top notch. Ozzy or canned heat? Well, I'm going canned heat if I'm looking for some guitar music. Yeah. Uh, Randy let's see. Rhodes could not hold a candle to him. No, not at all. He was a canned heat. <laughs> Number 76, Ali Farka Tour, Touré. I have no idea who that is. His name is Ali Farka. I think it's Ali Farka Touré. Oh, maybe Touré is the band. I don't know. It doesn't say of. It just says Ali Farka Touré. T O U R E. Okay. Seventy-five. Um, eleven points better than Tony Iommi. 
Adam Jones of Tool. Come on. <laughs> I love Tool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. This guy is not above Tony Iommi and not above Randy Rhodes. Come on. But you know who is at number 74, Johnny Winter. Or at number 73, here's one that I know you've thought of, of elite guitar players better than Iomi. Trey Anastasio of Fish. <laughs> it's a jam band, man. Here's another one way better than Tony Iomi. And I know you must think of this all the time when you're, when you're listening to guitar music. Joni Mitchell. I didn't even know Joni Mitchell was a guitarist. I didn't either. Okay. Number 71, Lightning Hopkins. Probably some blues guy, I'm assuming. Okay. Here's a surprising one here. At number 70, 70, Edward Van Halen. Are you kidding me? Eddie Van Halen is at number 70? Number 70, Eddie Van Halen. Wow. I don't give a shit if you like, I don't care what you like. If you hate Van Halen, you can't deny this guy's talent all the way down to number 70. 70. But you know who's, but you know who's better than Eddie Van Halen. Coming in at number 69, Steve Howe of Yes. <laughs> Does this article even begin to explain how these of course not. guitarists were even ranked? How, how did no, they go about ranking them? I have no idea. All I right. The article. I, I just kept the list. Oh. Um, number 68, another guy way better than Eddie Van Halen. Jerry Miller of Moby Grape. No. <laughs> 67, Link Ray. Now here's a guy, respected guitar player. I'm sure you're I'm sure you're a fan. I'm a fan. Certainly I think he's much better than Eddie Van Halen. Of course, Vernon Reed of Living Color. Yeah, well. I always <laughs> thought that. Of course. They got that one right. They sure did. 65, Hubert Sumlin. Better than Eddie Van Halen. Of course he is. And Tony Iommi. Uh, number and, 64. And Randy Rhodes. And Randy Rhodes. Yeah. <laughs> number 64, Mick Ronson. Hey. <laughs> Mick Ronson. I didn't even know he was a great guitarist. I didn't either. Number 63, Danny Gatton. Don't know who he is. Uh, number 62, way better than Eddie Van Halen. Of course, Zoot Horn Rollo of the Magic Band. <laughs> you know Zoot Horn Rollo, right? <laughs> okay. Here's a guy that was good with a punch as well as the guitar. Mr. Ike Turner at 61. Wow. Way better than Eddie Van Halen. Okay. <laughs> 59 and 60. Uh, this one makes me sick. <laughs> Johnny Greenwood and Ed O'Brien of Radiohead. Better than Eddie Van Halen. Because they're a creep. Yeah. Give me a little creep. Let me hear the, let me hear the, the awesome guitar line in creep right i'm sure that's what put them way above eddie van halen right don't you think <laughs> i would think so that did it did it did, did it <laughs> Just listen. listen to that eddie can't hold a candle no When you were here before Couldn't look you in the eye You 
just like an angel The skin makes me cry You float like a feather <laughs> Yeah You sting like a bee Oh, that's all we I wish I was special Oh, yeah Well, apparently you are so fucking special But I'm a creep I'm a so he, so he plays one power chord and holds it Well, that, that's better than Eddie ever did <laughs> Apparently so <laughs> What the hell am I Yeah, much better. <laughs> much better. All right, let's much, move on. We've, much more gooder. Oh, much gooder. Let's move <laughs> forward because we got some big names coming up here. All right. So, so this guy. Yeah. From from uh, Radiohead, better than Eddie Van Halen. Way better. Okay. <laughs> Eddie was number seventy. This is number fifty-nine and sixty. Wow. Number 58, Dickie Betts. Uh, okay. Number 60, number 57, Roy Buchanan. Number 56, Tom Verlaine of television. Really? A punk, a punk band guy. Yeah. There you go. Those guys are always guitar elite. All right. Here's one. Um, I'm going to advise you, Neely. I'm going to give you some, some warning on this. Please look at the chat room when I read this one. All right. Let me let me uh, pull up the chat. Take a look. All right. All right. Here we go. At number 55, Richie Blackmore of Deep Purple. <laughs> 55. 55. Better than Eddie Van Halen. And better than Randy Rhodes. Better than uh, Tony Iwobi. Of course. Number 54, Jorma. Kekkonen of Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> much better me. than Deep Purple. <laughs> Damn. Look, as much as I like to bust on Richie Blackmore, I, I mean, the, the riff on Smoke on the Water should put him in the top 10 all by itself. It's one of the most recognized riffs in history. But Jorma Kekkonen of Jefferson Airplane, you know, that, that big guitar part on Count on Me. Yeah, you know. or, or no, uh, off of White Rabbit. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's see, 53, Mickey Baker. Who? <laughs> exactly. Here's a guy that everybody thinks of when they think of not only guitarists, but great all around musicians. At number 52, way ahead of Eddie Van Halen, way ahead of Richie Blackmore, way ahead of Tony Iommi, way ahead of Randy Rhodes. Of course I speak of Lou Reed. What? <laughs> <laughs> Lou Reed, number 52. <laughs> Lou Reed. Lou Reed. You always think of him as a great guitar player, don't you? Yeah, because the color girls go do 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 some intense lyric, guitar licks in that song, Neely. Apparently, you don't remember. Holy shit. Let's see. Number 51, Paul Kosoff of Free. Way better than Eddie Van Halen. Of course. 50, Pete Townsend. 49, John McLaughlin. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. 48, Joe Perry, Aerosmith. So, Joe Perry. Uh, greater than Blackmore, greater than Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, he's, he's, a good, he's a good guitarist, obviously, but better than um, uh, Iomi, Brandy Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Way better. Way better. Okay. <laughs> better than Van Halen. <laughs> 47, T-Bone Walker. 46. I can't imagine why this guy isn't uh all right. I'm not even going to joke on this one. This guy should be an honorable mention top five just because of who he is. I yeah. don't even give a shit about his playing. 
He invented the fucking game. Les Paul. Yeah. Well, yeah. Les Paul should be an honorary number one, if not a true number one. He invented the game. Right. He he should be at the top. Unfortunately, he's not, although he is better than Eddie Van Halen. Uh, and so is Frank Zappa. <laughs> As a guitarist. It's a guitarist. Because Frank Zappa is known for his guitar prowess. Of course he is. You know uh-huh. who else is better than all these guys? Scotty Moore. Same reaction I had. Who the fuck is Scotty Moore? I gotta okay. know who Scotty Moore is. Let's see who he is. Let's see who this guy is. Who? Yeah, thank you, Black Metal Ray. Who? Well, dude, Scotty Moore. Uh, he, uh, rock credit Dave Marsh credits Moore with inventing power chords on the. 1957 Elvis hit Jailhouse Rock. Because <laughs> when Who? I think of when I think of rivals of Eddie Van Halen and Tony Iommi, I think of Elvis music. Don't you? I do. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, there you go. Scotty Moore in there. Number 44. 43. Eddie Hazel of Funkadelic. Okay. Because again, you think of guitars when you think of uh, Funkadelic. George Clinton. That's right. Here you go. Way better. This is another one. This is an obvious one as far as um, 40 points better than um, Tony Iommi. Robert Fripp of King Crimson. (laughs) (laughs) Number 41, Clarence White of the Birds. Of the Birds. Are you kidding me? As he turns, turns, turns. (laughs) Well, here's one. um, Nobody's going to argue with this one, of course. At number 40, 30 points better than Edward Van Halen. um, 45 points better than Randy Rhodes and 46 points better than Tony Iommi. Of course, John Fogarty of Creedence Clearwater. (laughs) Check it in. Because that guitar work on um, Fortunate Son is unreal. Right. Running through the jungle. That's right. 39, Brian May of Queen. I've always thought he was overrated. Do Do you think that he's a great? I don't think he's even a great. I think he's a quality guitarist, but I don't think he ever did anything that was, like, crazy. Yeah. But. He's not better than Peter Green of Fleetwood Mac, though. Coming in at 38. Yeah, he's a good blues guitarist. That's right. Bo Diddley, speaking of the blues, at 37. Okay. Steve Cropper of Booker T and the MGs. Wow. That's 36. Stretching. Okay. 35, John Fahey. 33 and 34. These guys, another another collection of guys way better than than. Blackmore and Van Halen and Iomi and even, you know, even uh, Joe Perry. Right. Of course, I'm talking about Lee Ronaldo and Thurston Moore of Sonic Youth. Sonic Youth. Sonic Youth. <laughs> but they're not as good as number 32, John Cipollina of Quicksilver Messenger Service. Okay. Uh, number 31. You could have Eddie Van Halen or you could go surf punk with Dick Dale. Dick Dale. Dick Are Dale. you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Dick Dale. I don't even know if he's still alive, but if, if whether he is or not, he used to play the fucking Peabody's like once a year. Yeah, I know. I remember, remember seeing him in the scene all the time. Yeah. Always in scene playing, playing for 25 fucking people. He's not a great guitarist. Not not on this level. Not better than Iomi and um, Blackmore and Van Halen. He passed away in March of 2019. Uh, good riddance. I always hated that fucking music. <laughs> Number 30, Buddy Guy. A guy I once made cry. True story. 
interviewing him and talking about the old days. He started crying on me during really? the interview. Yep. He, got all this, he got all nostalgic on you. He did. He started bawling and I didn't know what to do. That's when I was young. That's when I was working for, it was like one of the first interviews I ever did with bottom line. And you went, holy shit. I made a legend cry. I, I was like horrified that I made buddy guy cry. Yeah. But he was, he was talking about the old days or whatever. And, and then he's like, and, and, and then Mabel died. And I was like, Oh boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that old guy is still out there playing. Yeah. He's got to be a hundred at this point, but let's see. Number 29, better than all these guys, rich Ashton of the stooges. <laughs> okay. Here's a guy. Now this, this is a guy. We all know him. Certainly. We all think of him as he's been mistaken in my list many times as number one, but he's at number 28 here. Steven stills. <laughs> all right. Shall we, take, shall, shall we take a call? Yeah. Oh, please. I'm sure it's Tim, but we'll see. Haley kill call. You're on the air. Damn rod. It's me. <laughs> yes. Um, Look, I have to say, and obviously the positions are all wrong, but Scotty Moore was pretty legendary. He did Better than any Van Halen. He, no, no, of course not. Of course but, not. But he, but he did have his own thing, and he did do a lot of those early, early Elvis records and play with Elvis for a very long time. Wonderful. That doesn't make him. This is the this is the hundred guitar, the top hundred guitarists of all time, and he's twenty five or thirty five points better than Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, no, I, I I get it, but all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, is Scotty Moore was pretty pioneering in what he did, and well, and so so of course it's Brian May. Brian May deserves to be way way up there. But that guy, that guy, nobody sounds like that guy. Well, keep listening, Tim, because maybe Mick Mars will be listed here. Um, Mick Mars will never get listed there. Let's get serious. <laughs> but, but um, no, Brian May, Brian May is is an absolute guitar icon. Anyway, Hammond hey, Kill. Guitar icon. Thanks for calling, Tim. All right. Go ahead. All right, let's move on. Number 27, another guy that, to me, way overrated. I know he he fucking lands on these lists all the time. I don't get it. But at number 27, Mark Knopfler of the Dire Straits. Yeah, it's, it's an, always an interesting one that he always ends up on the list. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Here's a good one that I think we can all agree is definitely better than Richie Blackmore, Eddie Van Halen. Um, Tony, oh, yeah. Iommi, Randy Rhodes. Of course, I talk of Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave, coming in at number twenty-six. Yeah, he's he's in the top quarter. Yeah, of course. Right above him, Freddie King. Stand by me. Yeah. Okay. No, that's Ben E. King. Oh, that's Ben E. King. That's Ben E. King, not Freddie King. I don't know who Freddie King is. I got the King part right. (laughs) Let's see who Freddie King is. Freddie King. Freddie King is an American blues guitar singer and songwriter, considered one of the three kings of blues guitar, along with Albert King and B.B. King. None of whom were blood-related. There you go. That was close. None of them are Ben E. King, though. That's when they were kings. And when they were Kangs, <laughs> probably had a crown in his backseat of his car. Sure, he did. It's an air freshener. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on from Freddie Kang. Exactly. Let's go to uh, another just sheer legend of the guitar and clearly better than Eddie Van Halen by 30, leaps, 30 and bounds. leaps and bounds. 30 points might as well be a hundred points. The edge from you two. Really? <laughs> All right. The edge. The edge. Has there ever been a guitar part? I, I mean, I like you two. Don't get me wrong. I like them. 
has there ever been a part in a song where you're like, holy shit. Is that the edge? Is that you too that's riffing like that? Jeez, is that, oh man. Is that, is that the edge? He's so yeah. identifiable. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, he's just a riff guy. Yeah. But, okay. Well, the edge, number 24. Warren Haynes, number 23. Really? Always better than Eddie Van Halen. Of course. <laughs> number 22, this guy should be number one in anybody's book. Mike Bloomfield. Tubular no idea bells. who that is. Tubular Bells. Is that who that is? Yeah, look it up. Mike Bloomfield. Taurus composer. He played on Bob Dylan's Highway 61. Everybody must get old. Um, died at 37. Um, Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Yeah. I don't see tubular bells here. I'm uh, saying it. It's uh, not. I could, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This guy he died at 37, though. Yeah, he, was Harry young, his, he was a young fella. He cheapened his way out. Oh, uh, let's see here. Um, where were we here? Oh, here we go. Number 21. Another guitar legend in his time. George Harrison. I don't, I've never heard a Beatles song where I was like, the guitars on this are amazing. Uh, I was mistaken. It's Mike Oldfield. Oh, Mike Oldfield. Okay. <laughs> Top they sound, 20. They, they sound the same. They sound the same. <laughs> Probably in guitar parts too, but. Right. All right, here we go. Top 20, number 20, James Burton. <laughs> James Burton? James Burton. Top okay. 20. All right. James Burton, of course, is um, American guitarist, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame since 2001, Rockabilly Hall of Fame. Well, he's played with a bunch of people. Right. Played with Elvis, Ricky Nelson, Everly Brothers, Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, Glenn Kennedy. He's played with a shit ton of people. I don't know that that makes you the best, just makes you the most affordable. Yeah, he's, he's still out there playing, believe it or not. Is he? Wow, good yeah. for him. Yeah, he's, he's an old dude. He, no, what is he? 83. Yeah. Is he in Gordon Lightfoot's band? <laughs> well, good on James Burton. Top 20. 19, Richard Thompson. No idea. Okay. Gotta look him up now, too. I don't know him either. Richard Thompson. Richard Thompson, musician. Um, from the folk rock group Fairport Connection. Ah, Fairport Connection. Don't know who that is. Well, good on him. Fairport Connection checking in at number 19, I think. Wow. Um, here's a here's one. Another guy that you clearly think of all the time when you think of the best of the best. John Fruscianti of, I think that's how you say his name, of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> 50 points better than Eddie Van <laughs> 17, Jack White of the White Stripes. Another guy that's good, but come on. Now, clearly, when you think of guitar greatness, you think of number 16, Johnny Ramone of the Ramones. Really? <laughs> Three-chord three chord guitarist. I would never think of anybody in punk rock at all as being some no. kind of, a, some kind of a, aficionado with the guitar. Of course not. No way. I mean, they banged around on it, made a lot of noise with it. You know, sure. a lot of distortion and all kinds of things. But as far as like being some kind of brilliant guitarist, it yeah. never occurs to me. Not at all. All right. Number 15, Carlos Santana. Okay. We'll give that all one. Right. Yeah. 14. Give this one to Jeff Beck. Okay. 13. I ain't giving this one. Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead. Stop it. <laughs> the Grateful Dead were not a good musical act. They were a good jam band and they sounded much better on acid, but they were not that good musically. They just weren't. They're not. That's, that's a terrible one. 
let's see here. Um, here's one. Uh, 60 points better than Eddie Van Halen? Of course, I speak of Kurt Cobain of Nirvana. What? <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Really? <laughs> Way better than Randy Rhodes. Way better than Tony Iommi and Richie Blackmore. Kurt Cobain. Really? <laughs> Number 11. Kirk Hammett of Metallica. I would yeah. argue not even the best guitar player in Metallica. <laughs> but okay. He's, he's an adequate guitarist. Yeah. We Hetfield's saw, a better guitar player than, than we, Hammett. We saw, we saw him play with Journey. Yeah, he did a great job. <laughs> Just kept right on playing no matter what the guy was singing. Right. But he's clearly not as good as number 10. Number 10, Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones. The only break I'll give to Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones, some of his guitar lines are iconic. Okay. You you hear Don Don or Start Me Up. Yeah, or Start Me Up, or even, you know, um uh what's the one? Painted horses or whatever that song is. The yeah. the one that's in um casino when they're burying all the bodies. Wild horses. Is that wild horses? No, when they're when they're finding all the bodies in the I don't know the stones, but whatever. Keith Richards, I'll give him a slight pass. He's definitely not in the top 10. Let's not get fucking ridiculous here. Number nine, Jimmy Page. Number eight, Rye Cooter of Cooter Smiles fame. Yeah, of the Detroit Wheels. Wheels. I like him better. He was better with Cooter Smiles. Right. Number seven, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Don't agree with that. Just because you're dead doesn't make you good. Uh, Chuck Berry, number six. Robert Johnson, number five. Eric Clapton, number four. B.B. King, number three. Dwayne Allman of the Allman Brothers, number two. And Jimi Hendrix, number one. Okay. <laughs> and there you have it. Rolling Stones, top 100. All right. Well, well, give me the top 10 there. Top 10. <clears throat> Keith Richards, Jimmy Page, Rye Cooter, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Chuck Berry, Robert Johnson, Eric Clapton, B.B. King, Dwayne Allman, and Jimi Hendrix. Okay. T- tell, me, tell me what the uh, top six all have in common. They're old. I don't know what. Well, I'm only gonna. Not, I'm not taking away from their talent. What? But, but in Top this six. But in this politically charged environment we live in, what what are they all in common? How I don't many, know. How many of those are black? Four. Four and two. Eric Clapton. What? Well, I know. And Dwayne Allman's not black, is he? No, no, no. No, I'm not saying they all are. I'm just asking how many out of that group, that that top the top group. Well, apparently they're all better than Eddie Van Halen. I know that. Yeah, well, that, well, I'm trying to say that that this is one of those. And again, I I don't know this. I'm just making an observation. Okay. Is this, is this a is this another one of these a woke list? A woke list. That that we're elevating these uh, black artists to the very very top of the list. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm surprised Joan Jett's not up there then. Because <laughs> she does have a black heart. Well, she's yeah, she has a black heart, and she is female. We don't have any females in the top ten. True. Is she the only female on the list? Oh, she's the only female that I remember yeah, on that list. Oh, Joni Mitchell. Oh yeah, <laughs> Joni Mitchell. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. The 100 top guitar players by Rolling Stone. (laughs) What a bizarre list, man. Dumb list. Yeah. That's just not even correct. (laughs) Sorry. It's just not even correct. That's stupid. That's just a terrible list. But there you have it. Um, I've been holding this one for a little while because I just knew 
it would make people crazy. These lists are so fucking dumb. But but they never explain how they compile them. No, because then they because then it would show that they're frauds. Then it would show that half of the picks are just political picks. Yeah, it's kind of my point. Well, they'll never do that. They'll never admit to it. They'll never admit to that, dude. All right. So there you have it. Perfect. Notice who's not on the list, though. No George Lynch. Not that I thought he would be, but no George Lynch. I think no George Lynch is probably a better than some of these guys. No Ingve. No Ingve. No Satriani. Um no um no anybody that's that's a heavy guitar player. I guess Kirk Hammett dealt with that, but you <laughs> no know Kerry no, King. no Kerry King. Well Kerry King's not that good, but uh, I can't believe that Hammett's on there instead of Hetfield. Right. First of all, that that all alone blows me away there. But uh, no, Dave Mustaine. <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some pretty glaring holes here for guitar right. players. Right. And and uh, you know, no Steve wow. Vai. No Steve Vai. Yeah. <laughs> Not good enough. Not even to make the list. No, he's no Kim Thale, that's for sure. <laughs> Steve I, not better than Kim Thale. Nope. <laughs> or Satriani or Ingve. Or, or yeah. <laughs> not better than the guy from Soundgarden. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> All right, well, there you have it. Rolling Stone on top of things as always. Yeah, piece of shit rag as always. Yep. Thanks, Jan Winner. Yeah, thank you, cunt. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll let you pick a tune. All right, let's go with. Let me get to my other thing here. My my tunes. Let's go with typo negative tripping a blind man from Dead Again. Wow, that got a little dark, huh? Yeah. After that list, I want to fucking murder somebody. So <laughs> typo negative it is. All right. Plus, I want to piss Sal off. See, playing that shit again. <laughs> Can't we get more TNT on here? All right. All right. Well, here's uh, some typo with uh, tripping a dead man exclusively here. On your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Ninja! <laughs>